Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Callum Sully podcast. I'm going solo today and we're going to delve into a little bit of some of the news regarding fitness and weight loss. And we'll be talking some other stuff, mainly autumn, you know, we're in autumn. We've had um, an interesting summer. We're well and truly into autumn now, technically... Um, the equinox. When is the equinox? I thought it was the 21st of October. I'm checking now. I'm just getting someone to check for me. Oh, we're having a delay. We'll get back on that one. Um, what are you doing, typing it up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Good start to show this. But I'm trying to find out what the equinox is. I'm sure someone could have told me if it wasn't in audio form and we're listening to a podcast. Friday, 23rd of September. It's already happened. Idiot. <laughs> right, it's already happened. So I I was well off. I said October. 23rd of September was the autumn equinox. I'm trying to sort my hair out here because some of you can see me on video. Some of you are listening, you won't really care. Um... So autumn has been here for, well, uh, a few weeks now. Um, so I stand corrected. I don't know why. I always thought it was the 21st of October was the autumn equinox. Um, summer solstice, I know, is June the 21st. Um, so maybe I just, yeah, went 21st December. Yeah, all right, maybe. You know, I, I I'm into my astronomy. I should know that just based on the orbit of the Earth and the tilt, which I know a lot about. I would have thought I got my dates right, but never mind. Um, let's get on with the show. <laughs> so we are going to delve into a little bit about autumn and particularly diet. A lot of people um, struggle after coming off the back of autumn, back off the summer um, because, you know, you tend to find that dietary changes are very night and day. You know, there doesn't seem to be... Uh, particularly in this country, you know, we tend to just go from a warm summer, we tend to have a bit of a dry, dry September, and that dry September quickly, very quickly, turns into a cold um, autumn October. So the differences are very um, harsh, they're very rapid, yeah. And we're going to delve into that a little bit, and, and my advice on how to stay. On your diet and how to adapt around autumn. And there, are, there are ways to do it. Okay, there are definitely ways to do it. And I've got some advice for you coming up. Uh, and then, we're, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, weight loss and exercise as per usual. Um, so we've got the equinox. Now, damn. I want to start, guys, because there was a story. There was a story about snooker player Mark Allen. And... He's gone through a bit of a dramatic weight loss recently. Um, I never like to use the term dramatic. Sometimes it's quite negative. And um, he he thanks this decision, this, this new lifestyle he's adopted, based around some harsh words that he had from his friends concerned about his health. Now, this story itself is okay. I mean, the, the, the person who mentioned... Um, Basically, they said, you know, if you don't start making some changes, you've got to think about your life, you've got to think about your family. If you carry on the way you are, as harsh as it sounds, you're not going to live a very long life. It's going to put you in hospital. It could, it could kill you. 
And it's true, obesity does kill, by the way. And that sounds extreme, but it does. It, it, obesity can kill. Um, because obesity in itself doesn't necessarily kill, but it's what obesity can lead to. And it can lead to a lot of health problems that can kill. So this person gave him some harsh words, and it got me thinking, you know, there are times like that where it's all good and well. There are times where, you know, you might require some harsh words to make a change, maybe from a family member, maybe from a close friend. But where do we draw the line of people's input? You see, on one side, people can give a very valid opinion and they're genuinely worried about you. You could be very overweight, very in poor health, and deep down you know it. And sometimes hearing it from a loved one can give you some perspective. It can really, it's what I call emotional leverage. It's its doing it for someone else and not just for yourself. Um, and even though it is, of course, about yourself, when you have the compassionate empathy from loved ones, and, and that alone can be um, a driving factor towards going for it. And in, in Mark Allen's case, that's exactly what happened. But it doesn't always work that way. You know, sometimes people can give their opinion and it's not always coming from a place of love. Or it is, but it's an opinion you shouldn't really take notice of. And, you know, throughout my entire um, fitness journey personally, there's been opinions, right? I remember when I first went to the gym, or I first started going to the gym, I was 17, 17 into 18 and um, you know there was a lad that was going there and we had a mutual friend the mutual friend I worked with but his friend was this lad that went to the gym and I did see him a couple of times and I was just getting into lifting okay it was in the early stages where I just started I joined the gym with a group of friends as many people do you know oh, I want to get into the gym and whatever and all of them quickly departed to give up within a few months um, and I carried on, and here I am now sat as a personal trainer. But I remember this this guy basically said to my work colleague, who was his friend, "Oh yeah, I saw your friend Callum in the gym. Oh, he's he's the he needs to lift a bit heavier. He's the skinniest person I've ever seen in the gym." Now, <laughs> whether that was true or not, and it probably wasn't, why would you say that? Is that an opinion? Is that helpful? Now, when I heard that, you can imagine how that made me feel. Ironically, it just drove me to push even further, so I guess I did take that as helpful. Now, was that harsh words to help me, or was that just being a dickhead? I think we know the answer to that one. And, you know, it can happen. You can... It can go the other way. You could be doing something to better yourself. You could be making some changes and you will have work colleagues that will say, oh, why are you doing that? I once had a one-to-one -one client who was very anxious about her body, very anxious about going to the gym and her appearance, and she was really going places. And, you know, she wasn't very active. Her total daily energy expenditure was very low. So she didn't lose a hell of a lot of weight in a month. It was about five pounds, which I think is good, okay? But to the narrow-minded people who are uneducated about how weight loss works, and we'll talk about that, they don't know any different. 
And I remember she, her friend went to Slimming World, of course, um, and a friend, work colleague actually, not even a friend. Work colleagues are the worst, by the way. And um, she said to her, oh, five pounds, oh, I could shit that. I could shit that out. Think about that, what that did to her. Now, what was this work colleague trying to achieve when they said that? Were they trying to help them? No. Most of the time, comments like that, or ignorant comments like that, unempathetic comments like that, sometimes they come from what a good place in the person's mind. Other times, they're literally just negativity expressed onto another person. So what probably happened is this woman uh, failing at Slimming World because Slimming World is shit and it sets you up for failure. And after probably struggling for a year to make any changes following a garbage plan, um, she decided to take out her frustration on her work colleague who had just started making some positive changes. Now, what do you think it did to this client? A month or so later, she gained a load of weight and gave up and I've not seen her since. Now, I'm not going to say that if that comment hadn't happened, she wouldn't have given up down the line anyway. You know, it, it is a her problem. You know, we have to deal with our emotions. We have to take comments on board and just either choose to disregard them or let them hurt us. You know, no one upsets you. You upset yourself. You let the content of what they've said upset you. If someone says to me, um, someone comes up and says, Callum, you are a right twat. I'm a lot better at taking it these days. I'll go, yeah, no. Um, but, you know, I could choose then. I could either choose to say, oh, wow, that really hurt. I, I can't, I, I'm upset that you think that. Or I could choose to go, cool. That's your opinion. I'm not going to let it bother me. And it all comes down to self-image. Your self-image and your self-confidence is crucial. Especially when you're trying to go through a change. You can't let the anxiety of what other people think get in your way. Because the moment you let other people's opinions get in the way of your goals, of your journey, it's over. Or it's going to be over very quickly. Now, you might say, Callum, it's very easy to turn around and say, don't listen to others. Of course, it's one of the hardest things for a human being to do is let go of criticisms, is to take things on the chin and completely ignore it. You know, in business, it's the same. You know, the bigger businesses get, the more followers businesses get, or the more customers, the more criticisms come in. I've had people say to me, I, I had a, an advert running once, and all it was, it was targeted to women who I work with, right? I can work with guys. I work with loads of guys in my gym. But online, my services, my program benefit women the most because they're simple. The it, it helps them get from sometimes not being into fitness at all, introducing fitness into their lives. And I tend to aim at... Mums, busy women, nurses who haven't got time to go to the gym to the fitness, so I help them. That's not all I can do, but I do it because that's what I'm best at doing. Okay, That's where I excel the most in my delivery. But I remember this woman just randomly commented on this ad. So all this ad said was uh, just a quick 
promotion to introduce people to my page and a lot of people did see it and they liked they followed my page when they saw it and it basically just said i help women um regain their confidence and get fitter right dead simple and i woke up one morning to a comment from a woman who basically responded you only help women that's bizarre i don't think i'd ever trust a personal trainer that only works with women and at first, of course, because we've just been talking about it, I don't have tough skin. I am quite sensitive. So I took it personally. Now, it took me a while to, to just accept the fact that, that, you know what the shame is there? The shame is she is probably an unhappy person who is struggling with her weight. That's why, and I know that because the targeting of the ad would have targeted people that I want to work with. So I already know if she's seen that advert, she's probably someone who could have done with, maybe done with my help. Maybe I could have helped her. Maybe I could have worked with her and helped her. But that instant rejection that she saw was nothing more than her own feelings expressed onto me. She'll never meet me. She'll never work with me. And I'm okay with that. That was someone who was probably having a bad day, going through a bad time, not very happy with herself, and she expressed that frustration onto me. Now, that's the only comment of that magnitude I've ever had in the last six years that I've been doing this, or working with women online, six years. So that says something. Little does she know I have worked with her. For all she knew, I had the exact same advert, but running towards men. For all she knew, it was just a specific... She, For all she knew, I could have been working with men and I'm trying to just even it up a bit and trying to bring some women into the fold. She had no idea what my business included. She didn't even bother to check. She just saw an ad, instantly took it and ran with it. Now, the point of this is what I'm saying. I could have chose, and I did it first, admittedly, I could have chose to let, take what she said for someone I'm never going to meet, I've never met, don't even know him, and let that affect me for the rest of my day. And make me worse, make me actually doubt myself, my self-image and, and what I do. And make me question, is that bad? Should I not be doing that? Which is ridiculous. And guess what, guys? That was a couple of years ago. And, and since my following has grown since, more of them are starting to come for it. It's just how it works. You know, your favourite celebrity. Got even David Attenborough. The, the, the nation's... Treasure, national treasure. Probably, if you go and have a look, if you post something on social media, which is probably not him, the poor guy, it's probably a different team, someone from the BBC. If someone's handling social media, and he, do, he is on social media, by the way, guys, go and follow him, because he's a, a wonder of the world. He's the eighth wonder of the world, is David Attenborough. Um, but I guarantee if you go through the comments, you will see something negative towards David Attenborough, of all people. There's always going to be... Um, Particularly online, social media is a place to express your anger. Um, so it's no surprise. Facebook is the worst one, in my opinion. Um, but even in person, this happens. You get criticisms at work when you start. I've got people that I work with that are making phenomenal changes. And all they do is go to work and people will leave comments. Oh, what do you need to lose weight for? Oh, you don't need to do anything. Maybe this person doesn't want to lose weight. They just want to exercise build get stronger and fitter why do you automatically assume people need to lose weight that's a common one that people think that they're helping by complimenting 
when in actual fact they're just making them doubt themselves. So here's a word of warning. What well, word of warning? Here's a word of wise for you. If you aren't doing anything with yourself, if you are unhappy with your current weight, and you see a friend that is doing well, following a program or a diet, whatever it is, don't say to them, what do you need to lose weight for? You're, you're already skinny. It's not a compliment. It's not a compliment. It's a remark and a rude one at that. And it's ignorant. Because they, may, they might not be trying to lose weight. They might be trying to change their body composition. They might be trying to drop their wobbly bits, their, their body fat and build muscle. You don't know that. Because you don't understand that. Because you'd rather not. So, that's another thing. Opinions, good or bad, sometimes it can help. Like in the case of Mark Allen, sometimes people, you know, need an intervention, go, look, you really need to turn things around, otherwise you're going to end up in an early grave. And that, as harsh as that is, in the case of Mark Allen, you know, it's probably going to affect his performance, he kickstart his dramatic weight loss, his health kick, he's probably performing better in his sport of choice. But in some cases, people's opinions are actually not something you want to listen to. Sipping my coffee. Hmm. Now, we're in autumn. <laughs> Discovered that before. Autumn equinox. What do we say? 23rd of September. Autumn. Now, people... Um, the, the, the diet is so night and day between the summer and the autumn. In the summer, we're having salads. We're having, you know, barbecues. We're having all these different, what we would class as summer-based foods. Then autumn hits, and we start, you know, the nights are getting darker, especially in October once the, uh, you know, the clock goes back. British summertime is over. And suddenly we're like, oh, oh what do we eat now? And people tend to go for convenience food. Oh, microwave, you know. And for that reason, when you add on the fact that Christmas is on its way, people round about this time start to give up. Summer holidays are over. Christmas is coming. It's those dark nights. And listen, hey, I'm an autumn guy. I'm an autumn guy. I love it. I love the dark nights, frosty mornings, wearing the scarves, wearing the hats taking my dog out, give, putting his little coat on. Love it. But there are ways to work on the diet. You don't, you just, I've, I've talked about this many times. Don't wait for January. Don't wait for January. This obsession with, oh, January is a new beginning. Why? Because it's at the start of a year. You know by the time you get to April, May, you're not going to stick to it. And January may be the most motivational year. It's certainly the busiest year, the busiest time of the year for the gym, fitness industry, of course. Actually, I prefer this time of year. But why? Why? Why not? Do We've still got three months left of the year, give or take. Christmas is actually a good goal to drive towards because we have Christmas parties, we have in-laws and family that we don't see most of the years in cases and you know you you want there's a reason to keep on track i've just run uh well i just marketed my six-week work off program 
the last one I do of the year. And next to January, it's my second busiest turnout. Well, why? Surely summer. Actually, spring and summer wasn't very good compared to January and, and, and the pre-autumn. You know, set, well, started it in October. So it goes to show doesn't have to be that way now talking with food guys make the slow cooker your best friend now i know it's all about air fryers at the minute and that's cool i've got one i love mine make the slow cooker your best friend because if t slow cookers can really help in a lot of areas for example if you're busy if you have kids a good time you know, with a slow cooker, obviously we can make loads of recipes. You can make stews, casseroles, soups. You can curries. You can make loads of different things. And you can, depending on the size of your, your, your cooker, you can take half hour of prep time. And then it will just cook for you for the whole day. And then when you get home at the end of work... When your kids get home from school, you don't. That's one less thing to worry about because the slow cooker's already taking care of it for you. Hence the term slow cooker. Love it. And it also ticks that box of autumn, right? Warm food. So things like stews, casseroles. You know, they're they're, they're warming foods. It's something to get back from work. And it's been cold when you work inside or outside. It's dark, and you want that warm food. And you can make some healthy foods. You know. We're not talking chicken and rice all year round. When people say healthy food, we don't always have to eat veg and fruit all the time. It's not practical. Sometimes just avoiding takeaways and ready meals is enough to make some changes. Just making some home-cooked stuff, which you would do if um, you were using a slow cooker. You might use some spices or... We have like casserole packets to add to the, the, the sauce or whatever. But, you know, all the fruit and veg, or the veg rather, you know, the, the, the carbs, the meat, it's all it's all been thrown together. It's homemade. Um, and try and avoid eating out in autumn as well. Um, you know, it's more of a time for takeaways because it's dark at night and it's hot. Oh, Go home and watch Netflix, watch a Je Jeffrey Dahmer series, and white. Well, you, you, I wouldn't watch that and order food, actually. <laughs> not really. Um, especially not meat. <clears throat> anyway, it's a bit of a put off. So, that's my advice there on autumn. Now, what else is going on in the world right now, particularly around autumn? And we're all feeling it, it's the cost of living. Um, and I don't want to be negative, I don't want to talk, you, you, you get this enough from the news, you don't need to get this from me here on this podcast, however, what I will say is, we're all feeling it, but I tell you what, don't let go of your exercise, um, even if you can't afford to go to the gym, you can't afford personal training, I have a very cheap membership group by the way, just just so you know, um, it's less than £25 a month, Um and it includes everything, workouts, recipes, uh, workshops, I get nutritionists in, the lot. If you're interested, send me an email. Uh, I can get you involved in that for seven days free. Anyway, put that plug aside. But you can exercise for free, all right? There's things on YouTube. There's loads of different things. You don't have to go to the gym. 
I advise going to the gym. As a gym owner, I do think it's the wise move because it makes you feel amazing. It's great for mental health. But I understand from the, the cost standpoint. So you, let's just talk about exercise for a minute because when times are hard like this and, you know, I know that people were worried about the cost of living, energy bills, mortgage rates. I myself am having a nightmare with a mortgage right now. Um, you know, don't let go of exercise. In fact, exercise more. Because even if you do something just a little bit, even if you just do a few exercises, 15 to 20 minutes of workouts, you are going to feel better. And it might feel like, how on earth can I focus on myself right now and my image or my health and fitness? There's other more important things to worry about. Guys, I've been using that same excuse for the last two years. Our business is more important. I can't do a workout. I've got, I've got to film this. I've got a program for someone. I've got, I've got to look after... Well, because I tell you something, your performance is massively enhanced. And whether that be at work, whether that be with your family... Your overall, um, I say the word performance, your, your overall productivity is enhanced when you're exercising. And we're not talking about losing weight here. We're not talking about trying to lose weight, trying to get stronger and fitter, trying to. You, you're not a fitness model. You might be. You're not a fitness model. You're not worried about that. It tops off weather's over anyway. What we are talking about is exercise specifically and the mental impact it has. And I cannot stress this enough. I know I'm biased as a personal trainer and I've said this many, many times. I'll say it again. Quote me at this. Ex there is nothing in this world that exercise cannot be a remedy for. Now, it doesn't mean exercise can treat, you know, cure any problems, physical or mental, but it certainly can help treat or deal with things. How many of you do a workout, didn't want to go, you didn't want to go to the gym? Let's say, let's just use a gym. How many of you go, oh, finishing work, I should go to the gym tonight. I just don't want to. I want, I want to sit there, you're looking at your sofa, you're, you're seeing it's dark outside, you're looking at your dog that's all comfy and you want to just chill out and watch Netflix. And probably will do a takeaway. Or go to the gym. Now, it's going to be a battle every time on which one of those wins. And unless you're a complete fitness freak, and there are many of you that might be, that will choose the gym without hesitation. But for most of us, that is really not what we want to do. But you've got to do it. Because when you get, you know, and, and, and this carries on all the way till you walk through them gym doors. You do not want to do it. You're thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But I tell you now, when you do, the moment you lift up some weights or, or you know, body weight, the moment you start exercising, you start to feel something. Oh, don't feel so bad now. This is all right. I'm a bit more motivated than I was. And at the end of a workout, when you're sweating, panting, you're probably aching, you might have a burn in your muscles, you feel for that little moment on top of the world like you could handle anything. Now imagine if you did this three, four times a week. What would happen to your overall productivity, your overall mental state? 
Do you think you could deal with life problems a little bit better than if you would have done if you'd have just sat at home, had a takeaway and watched Netflix and probably spent more money? One's negatively affecting your health. You're not moving. You're probably eating junk food. One is positively affecting your health, physically and mentally. You know which is the right choice. It's just getting there to begin with. And I can't help motivate you to do that. The only tips I can give you there is things like music, things like, um, you know, go to work in your workout clothes underneath if you can. Because you're already in your workout clothes. It's very easy just to whip off your clothes. Don't go home first. If you can go straight to the gym after work, do that. Salvage that moment of walking through your doors at home. You know, if you're driving home from work, put some tunes on. Put your gym playlist on before you even get to the gym. Get psyched up. Have a quick stroll. Most people are scrolling through social media as they're clocking off at work. Scroll through people who you inspire to be by. Fitness, you know, fitness influencers, whatever it is. Watch YouTube videos. Get you going. That's the only real thing. I, they're the only real tips I can give you as far as motivating yourself to get to the gym. It's one of the hardest things. Even for me, I own a gym. And it's even hard for me to come up here to work out because this is where I work. <clears throat> the next thing I want to discuss, guys, is change of routine. So... Is it some, when is it good to change a routine versus persistence? We'll talk about persistence first. Now, we know that you've got to just be persistent. Everything takes time and persistence. When it comes to changing your body, you've got to play the long game. Chasing short-term results is never going to work. It will work short-term, hence the, hence the name. Long term, that's never going to work. If you just bounce between these weight loss fads and you keep bouncing between these six-week challenges or these diets, you know, they might give you instant gratification when you drop a load of weight. But you know you're putting it back on again. There's very few people I know that drop weight and keep it off permanently. Okay, This little thing called life gets in the way. So we need to be persistent. That's why I created a membership group, because I had people constantly doing the work off and then gaining the weight and then joining the next work off to only lose it again. And some people are happy with that, but most people aren't. So I created an ongoing membership for people to try and maintain that weight loss and keep going and pick up some healthier habits on a long-term scale. We have to be persistent. And sometimes you'll lose a bit of weight at first because a lot of that's going to be water weight. We'll talk about scale weight. A lot of that's going to be water weight, which is heavy. So when we drop a bit of fat, when we lose a bit of water, we lose loads of weight on the scales. Your Slimming World rep will applaud you in front of a room full of people, uneducated, they don't know what they're doing. She definitely doesn't know what she's doing. And then suddenly it stops. And you go, oh, oh I've not lost weight this week. What's happening? And you either give up or you try something else. When what you don't realise is you didn't need to give up. It was still working. It's just that initial weight loss was gone. The, most of it was water. And now 
it's going to take a little bit longer. You're going to need to keep up persistence and then gradually increase the difficulty of whatever it is you're doing, whether that be dieting, whether that be adding more exercise, cutting out foods, gradually. There's the key. No journey is linear, especially not with weight loss. People think weight loss, just if you imagine a chart, just straight down. Two stone heavier here, drop down, 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 down. People want to lose weight. And I will get people say to me, Callum, I, want to, I need to lose two stone. Or they'll be like, oh, I've just got seven more pounds to lose and I'll be happy. And my response is always the same. Okay, then what? And no one ever knows how to answer that question. Because they don't know. They don't think that far ahead. They're so obsessed with a number on a machine and getting to a target number that they don't even realise that you never stay the same to begin with. Your body's always fluctuating weight. Your body's fluctuating weight every single day. That's why I don't agree with daily weight. I don't even like weekly weighing, if I'm honest. I prefer to do it monthly. I think it's a much bigger scale to go off. But the thing is, it takes persistence. Because the journey is never straight down. It's always, if you looked at a graph of weight loss, charts all over the place as long as it's going from here to there down that's fine but it is understand it is going to go up down up down up down because life gets in the way and your body doesn't work like that it goes through changes and there are defense mechanisms when you build muscle and your muscle tissue breaks it holds on to water water's heavy so a lot of the time you're going to gain you're going to work out you're going to gain weight through water. You're going to step on the scale and go, well, what's going on? I'm not losing weight. I've worked really hard this week. Yeah, you have. That's why Slimming World tells you to not exercise because they know the scales are going to go up and then you're going to stop paying them. When in reality, just because you've been breaking down muscle tissue, they don't want that. But on the flip side of the coin, guys, we have change of routine. When is change good? And change can be good. Now, when I'm working out, I often change my routine. Not only because mentally I get bored, I have the attention span of a gnat, right? Um, I don't do reading books and stuff because I get bored. My attention span is not in it. I struggle to watch a video for more than an hour. That's probably why I like um, TV shows that are... Series, that's why I prefer series to movies. Weird. You could break down a film into three parts and I'd be more invested because it's broken up, you know? If you give me a long three-hour film, I'm going to get bored, reach for my phone. Sad, but that's just me, right? And a lot of people are like that, so change can be good mentally. But change can be good physically as well because your body, you're always chasing something called positive adaption. That is the change that we're after. You have to put stress on your body whether that be through exercise or change of diet, calorie deficit, then you need to wait for your body to actually rest and recover and make the changes, and then we achieve what we call positive adaptions, where the body goes, okay, I get what you're trying to do here, I will adapt accordingly. But sometimes, sometimes the body goes, okay, I've changed now, leave me alone. It gets used to what you're doing, and you have to change things up a little bit. Whether that be change your type of exercise, change your workout program a little bit, 
whether that means change your dietary habits a little bit, introduce intermittent fasting. It's still a calorie deficit, but it's something a bit different, something a bit new. Have you ever wondered why when you first start working out, you ache a lot, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, you're aching, you'll go, wow, I feel like I've been backed into by a forklift truck. And then suddenly that pain stops and people chase the pain. I call them DOM chasers, yeah? Well, people have been working out for quite a bit and they're not feeling achy anymore and they start to believe that it's not working anymore. What it is, it's just that your nervous system's got used to it. Your body gets used to things. It adapts. That's what you want it to do, right? You want it to adapt. And then sometimes when it adapts and sort of levels out, we talked about that linear journey, and you want to push a bit further, you've got to do something different. So there are times where, yes, persistency is the key, but change of routine is also important too you've got to switch things up a little bit not only because it helps physically sort of almost like putting your foot on the throttle a little bit giving it a bit of a kick a bit of a kick start a jump start but also mentally too because it stops you from getting bored keeps things interesting and sometimes when things are too hard we quit and when we quit it can be hardest to ever do, jump on again. I like to call it a train journey. Imagine, let's just go over a bus. Imagine you're on a bus and you're heading, you, you've got some shopping to do, you want to head into a town centre and do some shopping. You're not necessarily in a rush, but you've only got a bit of time, you'd rather get it over and done with. And the bus comes to a stop, an early stop, and you think, oh, do you know what? I actually could do with just getting off, having a bit of a walk or going for a quick coffee. Just need to get off this bus. So you get off the bus and you go and have a coffee, you go and have a bit of time to yourself, maybe some food, and you go, right, I'm ready to go shopping now. So you wait for another bus. You know the bus is still going to the same destination, but you're just going to arrive a little bit later than originally planned. But there's always going to be another bus to take you to that journey. The point of this is you have to imagine that that bus is your transformation, your journey. Particularly when it comes to fitness. You want to lose weight. You want to get to a certain point where you're happier, fitter, healthier, stronger. Whatever it is, whatever it is for you. Whatever your goal is. And sometimes... You might need to get off. Oh, actually, you know, it's getting a bit hard at the minute. I've got some personal things going on. I might be, I'm ill. My kids are ill. Actually, work is piling up a little bit. I just need to just get off the bus a little bit. Go do what you've got to do. But you can always get on the later bus, get back on that bus when you're ready, and go back to the same destination. You're still going to get there. It's just going to take you a little bit longer than planned. And that's fitness. And if you, if we just looked at it like that, perhaps people wouldn't quit as much as they do. Because what people do is they start a journey, they jump off the bus and think, oh, it's too hard, I won't get back on now. I'll have to start all over again. They'll have to build a whole new bus for me to get on. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, that's not the case. Your body remembers. If you already started a journey and you got there once, you can very easily do it again. But this time, you're probably more educated on your journey. 
you've already put your body through that stress before. Muscle memory is a thing. You've already made, introduced those habits, those dietary habits before. So actually, you can do it again. But we don't do it because it's too hard. I have people who do the workoff program, my six-week challenge. The first time they get great results, they love it. And then you try and do it again. And it's not the same. The program's the same. The journey's the same. But for some reason, it's not as exciting anymore. It's too hard this time. Because they're not using that bus analogy. And that brings into what we are talking about before, about changing things up a little bit. It's too hard, so I'll quit. Can you imagine anyone, all your most successful people, let's keep this down to fitness. Can you imagine these, these people who've run marathons, if they just stopped and said it's too hard, I quit. Can you imagine these people who have achieved fantastic transformations? You see them, you know, on Instagram, some of, some of my clients, you know, you see these people who, one of my most incredible transformations that I've helped a woman achieve, she lost, she was 22 and a half stone, I got it right down to 16 and a half. She was the happiest, and it wasn't just about the weight loss, it was the whole introduction to fitness and the change of lifestyle. She was the happiest she'd ever been. Do you think if she'd have turned around at any point in that journey and said it's too hard, I quit, she would have got there? No one ever gets to a journey, no one ever achieves a transformation, a physical or mental transformation by saying it's too hard, I quit. Unless I get back on the journey. Guys, I'm going to finish off this episode just having a quick run up about the difference between fat loss and weight loss. Weight loss versus fat loss. Weight loss is what everyone seems to want or think they want. They want the overall weight to go down. And in some cases, it probably needs to. Particularly when we're talking about obesity. We're going off BMI, which is just your body mass. They use BMI to calculate body fat, when in actual fact, it's just body mass. When people say they want weight loss, what most of them mean is they want fat loss. And then when they diet and they go through these extreme harsh diets and usually use lose muscle, slow the metabolism down, they don't lose a great bit of fat, or at least they don't lose the fat that they can see, they quit. Fat loss and weight loss are not necessarily the same thing. Weight loss is... Your scale, the scales are just your weight in relation to your gravitational pull to the earth. When you stand on those machines and you look at that number, all you're seeing is your entire weight relative to the ground. Fat loss is different because only a percentage of your weight is actually fat. A lot of it is water, muscles, bones, organs, blood. So when you say weight loss, what part of that weight do you want to lose? I imagine it's the fat, right? So it's fat loss you're after. Well, if you're after fat loss, guys, you would do well to build muscle, introduce strength training. It's going to hold a bit of water. So it might make the scales not necessarily go up, but stay the same. But yet you can lose inches. Why? Because you're losing fat. 
Muscle burns around about three times more calories than fat does. But building muscle, although it's a lot denser and smaller, can weigh, you know, people, there's a myth that muscle weighs more than fat. Of course it doesn't. Muscle's denser and it holds a lot of water. So the scales don't know the difference between fat and muscle. You've got some more high-tech scales. I've got an in-body machine next to me in my office right now that can tell me actually how much weight is fat and how much is muscle. But most average scales at home, they just say what your weight is. Ah, oh, the weight's not going down. Yeah, but you're losing inches. You're feeling better in your clothes. You're feeling leaner and stronger because you're building muscle. You are dropping fat. You've lost inches off your belly. Yeah, but the scales aren't going down. So what? And here's the thing. Who actually knows how much you weigh other than you? Who knows what that number on the machine says other than you? Do you look at someone and go, oh, I can tell, I can tell you're approximately 16.8 stone. What? Of course you don't. No one knows that number other than you. So when you're obsessing about losing seven pounds more, no one knows other than you that you've lost seven pounds. But if you change your body shape, if you drop a dress size, people will know. Not just you. My advice to anyone, and this might shock you, is to ditch the scales and start going off how you feel, how your clothes feel, and how you see yourself in the mirror. And not even necessarily that last one, because we see what we want to see. So a lot of the time, you know, people will only see weight loss from the scales, usually when it goes off your face. Because you will lose fat, and you will lose weight. But most of the time, when people see, oh God, I can tell you've lost weight. What they're seeing is you're losing inches. And most of the time you're losing inches because you're dropping fat and building muscle through exercise. And that's why I don't like diet companies that don't promote exercise in their plan. Pizza even. For that reason. Guys, I'll leave it there. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Went on a bit, but um, hopefully we uh, oh, we got to just the uh, autumn equinox, didn't we? 